Welcome to the Rebranded Teacher Podcast. My name is Lauren Fulton. I'm a full-time teacher author and seller on Teachers Pay Teachers, and I help other teacher entrepreneurs grow their TPT businesses in a way that's purposeful and sustainable. So if you're looking for actionable step-by-step ways to grow your business, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Boy, do I have a treat for you today. Today, we are talking to Sarah Asma, who is the queen of creating digital resources and activities, both for classroom teachers and for sellers on Teachers Pay Teachers. She is absolutely incredible, and she's sharing all of her tips with us today for creating high-quality digital content that will keep your buyers coming back for more. But definitely stick around until the end of the podcast, because at the end, I'm going to be telling you how you can enter to win a free membership to Sarah's Digital Resource Academy. You don't want to miss that. All right, let's not wait any longer. I want you to meet Sarah. Hey, Sarah, how are you? Hi, good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm so glad you agreed to be on the podcast today because I am so excited to talk to you about digital resources. But you have been putting out digital content for a long time. Like pre-pandemic, you were creating digital resources. And you were doing an amazing job at it. We were in a tailwind group back when those were a thing. I don't know if anyone still does tailwind groups. We were in a a while ago. Yeah. 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 It was a long time ago. We were in a tailwind pod together and I used to go and hunt for your pins because, you know, you have to share so many pins before you can share your own pins. And there were so many terrible pins, but yours always looked amazing and your products always looked such high quality. And so I would go on there and I would look for case math lessons. And it was so easy to spot you because your branding was always on point and your brand was so recognizable. So tell us a little bit about you, how you got started on TPT and how you got started creating digital resources before digital resources were so popular. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was reflecting just back. I think I blocked a lot of my like early teaching career out just because it was so overwhelming. And for me, the first thing that really changed was one day I walked past this supply closet at school and the door was open. I'd never been in that closet before. And I noticed a smart board in there and it was just sitting in there collecting dust. Like no one was using it. And so I begged my principal, said, can I please use that? And he said, sure, but you have to figure out how to use it on your own. No one in the whole corporation knew how it worked. Oh my gosh. So I, like, So I figured it out. I did a lot of Googling and got it working. And that was really the start of just starting to be interested in using technology in the classroom. I started to see just how excited my kids were to come to class all of a sudden and just all of the cool, fun things we could do with it that we couldn't do before. And so that just really got me down the road of starting to use um, technology just to add, you know, some more engagement and more excitement in my lessons. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. And so you started creating digital resources and you were seeing what it was doing for you inside of your classroom. But how have digital resources changed your life as a seller? Like, did you start making with making printable resources or did you start uploading and creating these products for TPT and start out with digital resources. How was that? What was that process like for you? Yeah, well, I actually, so I started before, so before TPT, I started my website. So I actually started with like the hardest, you know, technical thing first, but I started creating math lessons on my website for free for students. And then as teachers started using my lessons, I thought, well, this might be nice 
to create some study guides to go with them. So I started my TPT store with just printable study guides. And, and then at that time, I thought, well, I could make a couple worksheets too. So I started with all printable resources, actually. And then I don't know, I was trying to remember at some point along the line, I started making digital resources. And I noticed the feedback from teachers started to change. I got good reviews, you know, for my printable resources too, but it was different feedback for my digital resources. So I started to see more things like my students loved this and this was so engaging for students and this really motivated my students to finish. So just I started seeing more comments like that. And, and then TPT actually asked to feature one of my digital products at their annual conference. And so that really convinced me like I'm on the right track here. I need to stick with digital. So I've been doing digital ever since. Oh my gosh, I love that. And I love that you said, you know, the students were engaged and they were really mm-hmm. motivated. And that's what was motivating you to continue to create these resources and continue to put out these products. And I say that because, you know, we're an audience of sellers and we are creating digital content. But I think post pandemic or when the pandemic hit, a lot of it was just let's get something up so that teachers can use it. And, yeah. and so I think a lot of the sellers, and I'm not saying that this is the case with everybody, but I think a lot of sellers were seeing a lot of success with their digital sales during the pandemic when teachers were distance learning. And then as soon as kids went back to school and teachers were back in person, they saw a huge drop in their sales. And I, I think it's really important to remember that when you're creating digital content, that if you're creating digital content that's engaging, like the teacher is going to believe in it too. In the same way that you were creating those resources and you were seeing that success inside of your classroom and you were seeing that the students loved it, you were going to continue to use those resources regardless because you didn't have to use them for digital, like for distance learning. You were right. using them and right. it was successful. And, and I think that obviously sales when there's distance learning, they're going to be higher for digital content. But I think it's really important to note that if you're making high quality digital content, you shouldn't be seeing your sales go from, you know, a hundred to nothing overnight, you know, just because teachers are not inside the classroom. And so that's a little Mm -hmm. bit of what you're going to be talking to us about today is some common mistakes that you see sellers make when creating digital resources and things that you wish sellers knew when they're creating this digital content and sharing some of those secrets with us. So let's start with this. Let's start with some common mistakes. Like what are some common mistakes that you see sellers make when creating digital content? Sure. Yeah. I think um, mistake number one for sure is not using color. I saw a lot of teachers during COVID just take their black and white worksheets and just stick them online and say like, woohoo, it's digital, right? And I get that like, you know, we were in a time crunch and, you know, we didn't have time to be totally redesigning these things. And that was understandable at that point. But I think if you want to make a digital resource, you know, bump it up a notch, you have to add color. With printable resources, you know, we need to be concerned about the amount of ink that teachers are using. But if it's digital, I mean, there's no need to worry about that. And color is an easy way to improve the visual design of your product. So for sure, color, you have to use color. 
I love that. And I'm guilty of that too. You know, we get so used to creating printable content and we get used to it looking a certain way and the aesthetic being a certain way that it's kind of hard to move away from that aesthetic and remember that it doesn't have to be black and white. So I love that. Right. Um, right. You, and you mentioned a few other things. So what what other mistakes do you see sellers? So this kind of goes with color too and just being consistent. So I see a lot of, I'm in a lot of Facebook groups. I'm sure you are too. Um, and you, I always see these teachers searching for the latest and greatest font. They're like, oh, I found a new font and another new font and another one. And I think it's really important to be consistent. So if if I were a seller, I would recommend picking a color scheme of four different colors, four or five different colors. And just, and same with fonts, pick two or three fonts and just stick with those fonts and be consistent. The more consistent you are with your colors and your fonts and just your overall style, you're going to be, it's going to save you time, number one. Like when I first started creating digital activities, I thought it would be fun to just do like different colors and different fonts and different styles and different clip art. And I was starting from scratch, like every single activity. And I wasted so much time, so much time. And just by being consistent and using the same colors, same fonts, same style, you're going to create a cohesive group of resources. And and just like you said, how you could find my pins, you know, on Tailwind, I was doing that there using just consistency. You're building a group of resources that look like they belong together and you're creating brand recognition. So for sure, just be consistent. Yeah. And even though I had never used any of your products before, I knew your products and I could recognize them. And it's the same way whenever a buyer goes to TPT search, if they see your products and they recognize your brand, even if they've never used that product before, when they're seeing it over and over and over again, it still creates that brand recognition and it still creates that sense of, I know that person. I recognize that person, even if they've never used your product. So let's talk about something that you wish sellers knew. What is something that you, about when it comes to creating digital resources, what, what is something that you wish they knew? For sure, I think more sellers need to be aware of their use of white space. So white space doesn't mean it has to actually be white. It can be any color. White space is just the space on your page where there isn't anything. So there isn't clip art there. There's no text there. It's important to have enough white space so that the things that are on your page have some space to breathe. If you cram everything in and every little empty spot, you're like, ooh, another border and another piece of clip art, and you keep adding and adding and adding, it makes it, it makes it look too messy and it doesn't look professional anymore. So a lot of times if you look at a design and you want to improve it, a lot of times you can do that just by removing something. Just take something out and a lot of times it ends up looking more professional. I think if you spend some time looking at, you know, the marketing of different big companies out there and you look at their designs, they're they're all pretty simple if you really take the time to look at them. So I think a lot of times less is definitely more with your designs for sure. Yeah, I love that. And I'm hoping that the listeners are doing the same thing right now because as you're talking, I'm literally picturing some of my products in my head and kind of going, oh, I need to take that, you know, I need to fix that or I need to fix this. And there's this whole line of resources that I created. Again, it was right after the pandemic and you're so used to creating printable resources Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. I had 
task cards, digital task cards. And, and I literally put four to a page. Like, why would you do that for a digital, you know, if you can spread right, it out and right. I'm literally sitting there trying to figure out like, okay, how am I going to squeeze this graph into this tiny section of this page? And it's so unnecessary, yeah. you know? So yes. I, I absolutely yeah. love that. Because- and then another thing that goes with that is when we're used to making printable products, we're so used to trying to conserve paper. Like my big thing, I had a limit on how many copies I could make, right? I had to put in a code and they would keep track of it. So I was always trying to like cram everything in on one page. And you you get used to using really small font when you do that. But when you go to do a digital activity, there's no need for that. Like it's so easy just to add another slide or students can scroll down. So you don't need to cram everything in. And so, especially with like the size of the font, you don't want students to have to like lean in real close to read your writing, you know, especially, especially students that struggle with vision, you know, that have vision issues. So I would say, you know, bump up the font size. You, you don't need to do size 12 if you're doing a digital activity. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. I have digital products right now in my store that are Google Slides products that I put directions on how to zoom in. Like as if that was necessary. Right. You no. Know? Yeah. We, don't we, just take that out and just do it for them. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So talk to us because you you're so amazing at creating digital resources. And I'm I'm kind of I'm excited for you, but I'm also kind of sad that it's taken <laughs> this long for us to get a course out of you. So talk to us because well, you, I know. <laughs> yeah. You created Sorry. an amazing <laughs> course, Digital Resource Academy, where you teach people how to create all kinds of digital resources. And you're actually, and we'll talk more about this at the end, but you are actually being so incredibly generous and you are giving away a copy of this course to a member of our audience. And I'm so excited about that. But tell us what type of products do you teach sellers how to create? What are they going to be able to provide for their buyers that they've never been able to provide for their buyers before? Like, Talk to us about what you're teaching us inside of this Digital Resource Academy because I'm super excited. Yeah. So the Digital Resource Academy is a self-paced online course And we start at the very basics of digital design. So we'll look at just the very basics of Google, PowerPoint, things like that. I I assume you know nothing and have never used it before. And so we just start from square one and go through all of the technical details. And so I've had a few people take the course already. And a lot of them have said, you know, I thought I was good at PowerPoint and Google already, but I have learned so many things that I didn't know were there. So these are things that, you know, it took me years to figure these out on my own. I've done so much Googling on my own and figured this out. And so I've tried to just, you know, shorten the learning curve for everybody and say like, okay, here's how you do it. Here are the tricks. Here's the shortcuts. So we start with just all of the technical details. And through there are some homework assignments. And these, a lot of people have mentioned, are one of their favorite parts of the course so far, which I wasn't expecting But they're just easy ways. You know, it's easy to watch a video and watch someone else do something and go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's easy. And the the homework assignments really push you to do it yourself and say, okay, can I do this? Can I create this? And so from the start, you start practicing and see like, okay, I I can do these steps to make these products. So we start with just technical details. And then we go into a section. There's a module on graphic design. So I'm not a graphic designer. I have no professional experience as a graphic designer, but I have studied it. So I I wanted to make my own resources look more professional. And so I've done research in graphic design and it is a skill that you can learn. So I think a misconception is, 
you know, I'm not artistic. I'm not creative. I can't draw. I can't make my own clip art. I can't do any of those things either. But there are a lot of just really basic graphic design rules that we can follow and things that are really easy to do just to make your designs look more professional. So we go through the graphic design tools that you can use. I do a short introduction to Canva, which is an editing program that I love. You don't have to use Canva to make your products, but I just introduce it as like this is an option for Canva has a lot of just amazing resources that you can use just to easily create things that look professional. So after we do the technical details, graphic design tools, then we get into, you know, what are things you can add to your activities to make them engaging? And there are a lot of just, you know, research-based strategies that you can do. And so it's not just about like, you know, here's how to do a pixel art activity. We do do that. And I, I give you a template for that as well. But we look just in general, what are things that we can do that will motivate students and that will be engaging for them? And so we look at a lot of, I steal a lot of ideas from marketing experts, you know, look at things that these are what marketers do to increase the engagement with like a checkout process. So if these are things that they can do, you know, to, to get you to buy something, why can't I use those same strategies in an activity for students? So I steal a lot of their research and then we put that into our activities. Oh my gosh. I love it. Okay. And see, this to me is the key. And the, the key difference between, and I kind of touched on this earlier, is the key difference between having products that sell year-round versus having products that sell only when they're absolutely needed, right? Like during a pandemic. Right. So if you're right. wanting to create digital resources that are going to sell consistently for you, then this, I think, is the key. What you're talking about, looking at ways to take digital products and make them more engaging for students and using mm -hmm. that research-based practices to do that. I think that's so, I think this is so amazing. And I think you're bringing something to the market that we haven't seen before. There are people who teach you how to create boom cards or teach you how to create some very particular digital product. But I love the fact that this is, this is like an all-encompassing course. Like you're not just teaching them the technical side of creating the products. Mm -hmm. You're teaching them how to create products that are going to bring them repeat customers. And I want to mention one more thing, just one more reason that teachers are going to return to buy these products is that they save teachers time. You know, if you can create a digital activity that grades itself and an activity that teachers can edit, they're going to love it and they're going to keep coming back for those. So it's, it's, you know, it's, you've engaged students, which teachers love. It saves teachers time if they don't have to grade it themselves and they can get instant reports. That's just amazing for a teacher. And then if a teacher can edit it. So a lot of these activities, you can keep them in a way that teachers can edit and, you know, remove questions, add questions. Teachers, teachers need that because so many times, you know, a teacher will buy an activity and maybe, you know, half of the questions are what they need them to be. So if you can make it editable for a teacher, you know, you're going to, they're going to come back and want more of those. For oh, sure. absolutely. I sent out a survey. I love that. Mm -hmm. So talk to us about the, some of the bonuses because there are some amazing bonuses yes. inside of this yes. course. So talk to us about some yes. of the bonuses that come with it. Yeah, Lauren, I, we were talking a little bit before this started and I, my daughter makes fun of me still because of my reaction to some of the people that said yes to contributing so that there's a total of 10 different bonus materials available. And I think they might be worth more than the course itself, actually. Yeah, it's like a little mini like TPT 
conference happening over here. With it the is. Bonuses. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 So one that I'm really excited about is Shelly Reese. Shelly Reese is like the queen of TPT. She was the keynote speaker when I went to the conference in Austin. So I'm super excited that she's joining us. So she's going to share just some of her tips on finding fonts and clip art. And now, you know, I'm not an elementary teacher, so I don't use a lot of clip art, but she is elementary. So she has, she's going to take that side of it um, because we know the elementary teachers really need more clip art for that. So we have her and then Kristen Doyle is like queen of SEO. So she's going to teach us, give us her five things that you need to do for every product, every page, every blog post so that you can be found in search results. So, I mean, we all know you can make the best product out there. It can be you know, engaging, colorful, stand out. But if you don't get eyes on it, you know, what good is it to sell? So she teaches us her top tricks for doing that. Yeah. I did a bonus for the course as well. It's selling 101 and it is very, very basic. And it comes with a lot of amazing templates. It comes with templates for your product descriptions, templates for, um, your covers and previews, a terms of use template, all kinds of things, everything that you need in order to sell a product. It's inside of that little mini course. But there are so many amazing bonuses because I was looking through them. I was like, oh, I would love that. You know, (laughs) I want that bonus. That's they're they're so awesome. So Misty Miller, I need I need to watch Misty Miller's video again. Hers is on getting organized with all of your digital resources. So that's one of my goals for the new year. So I need I need to watch hers again on getting organized. And then we've had some great like clip art donated. So I'll show you how to make a color by number digital activity with some of those. We've got some digital stickers. Um, Meredith from Bespoke ELA, she shows how to make a digital escape room. So yeah, a lot of different things. And then I threw in uh, my, I have a mini course on how to create boom cards. So that's in there as well if you want to make your own boom cards and sell those. I love that. I love that. Boom cards are so fun. I'm I'm really so excited for anyone who takes this course because it has so much amazing content in there. And I'm really, I I really and truly believe that it's going to be a staple for so many sellers from this point forward who sell digital content. It's an amazing, amazing course. And you are giving one of those away. And again, I'll talk about that at the end of the podcast, but you have been so generous to give one away to one of our listeners. And if you want to learn more about that, stick around to the end of the podcast and I will talk more about that. But where can the listeners find you and how can they learn more about Digital Resource Academy? Yeah, so you can find all of the details at digitalresourceacademy.com. So everything is there. You can see all of the bonuses there, all the uh, material that's included in the course there. Yeah. But you have a week, so don't sleep on this. This is... Yeah. Um, no, you know, yeah. Doors are closing soon, so don't wait. That I would imagine after this, you'll probably launch more times, but prices go up every time. Bonuses are different. Things like that. Every time is different. Yeah. And this yeah. is one of those courses that you want to get on the ground floor with. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Sarah, and talking to us about creating quality digital resources and creating resources that bring repeat buyers. I sure appreciate your time and your generosity, and I strongly encourage anyone to um, go check out Digital Resource Academy because I think you're going to love it. Well, thanks so much, Sarah. Thanks for having me. If you want to learn more about Digital Resource Academy or you want to enter to win a free D- Digital Resource Academy membership, you can find all of the details for that inside of the show notes. The deadline for entering to win a Digital Resource Academy membership is going to be this Friday, February 25th, 2022 at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. And we will announce the winner via email that same day at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. I will see you next week.
If you want to learn more and grow more with me, then you can find me inside of Rebranded Teacher Academy. Rebranded Teacher Academy is a low-cost monthly membership that gives you access to my entire course and content catalog from courses for brand new TPT sellers like Selling 101 to more advanced sellers inside of Strategic Growth, Ditch the Overwhelm, a quick start library where you can pick any topic that you would like to learn more about, watch a short video, and then immediately implement what you learned with a corresponding workbook. But what RTA members tend to love most are the monthly challenge and strategy sessions where every single month I give you step-by-step strategies that you can implement inside of your business in the form of a fun monthly challenge that helps you move your business forward every single month. If you want to learn more about Rebranded Teacher Academy and how you can become a member, you can find more about that down inside of the description. Thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love if you would share about it on social media and help other TPT sellers find it too. I'll see you right here next week.